Welcome to episode 25 of the Think Well Life podcast. Today I speak to David Jago who is the chair of the Asian Songbird Trade Group of the IUCN. We talk about how the illegal wildlife trade decimated songbird populations across Southeast Asia, in particular Indonesia. We also talk about what conservation measures have been taken so far and what is the way forward for this very beautiful but rare bird group. My first question for you is that what caused the Asian songbird presses? The uh, yeah, the cause of it is um, over-exploitation. Um, the um, trapping of wild songbirds in Asia, particularly in Indonesia, um, although it's not the only country by any means, um, is just unsustainable. So it's causing a number of species to become particularly threatened. So... What is the driving uh, cause of the Asian songbird trade? It's 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 really the the popularity of keeping songbirds in in um in in Southeast Asia, and as I say, um, we focus a lot on Indonesia, um, and there's 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 a, several factors that I keeping uh, cage birds is is very popular at different levels. Um, just uh, um the so-called cut flower songbirds where pretty birds are are bought and kept and die and then more are bought from the markets um others which are particularly attractive because of their song um some are targeted particularly because of their rarity and then also there's the question of songbird competitions um and the prizes that can be won and also just taking part as a hobby um which targets certain songbirds and um, because of the very name, the song, their songs make them very popular within these contests. Which are some of the species which are most affected by the? Um, yeah, it it it's somewhat phased in terms of what's popular at the time, but particularly things like white rump sharma because of their song. Um, an early victim or, or, or if you like perhaps not quite the right word but a species affected by the songbird trade was the bali minor which is endemic to the island of bali um it's a striking white bird um with a crest um and it has uh, it's a very charismatic species so it was particularly targeted um it was also at a time when there was an excessive trade of this species into Europe and North America in the early 70s. Um, And it was brought uh, pretty much to very close to extinction um, by this, by the trade. Um, And then other, other species, um, um, black wing minor in in, in Indonesia, um, the leaf birds currently, even some things like songbirds are, um, sorry, sunbirds are, are, are affected. So there's a whole range of songbird species that are affected. How has the songbird trade been impacted by the COVID nineteen pandemic? Yeah, um, I think it's it it's changed certain aspects in terms of perhaps rather than having um, the markets where birds are available, a lot of the trades gone online. But I think this was happening anyhow, so that um, um, by following uh, on the internet um, what's available, um, that's uh, taking over some of the trade from, from the traditional markets. Um, but it also affected perhaps the ability of people to get into the field and also maybe staff personnel to protect 
certain areas. But I think it really just caused a pause more, more than anything. And I think just basically it won't have any lasting effect other than just causing a pause and then picking up again after, after the event. What are some of the other threats faced by Asian songbirds? Yeah, um, it's the classic sort of threat um, in terms of habitat destruction, um, pesticide use, um, and they're the main things. But by and large, for a number of these songbirds, the, the habitat remains and it is um, the the trade in them, the trapping, um, sometimes in combination with, with, with something else. Um, like a very common species formerly within Java, the Javan um, pied starling, um, as far as we can see, is now virtually extinct in the wild, if not extinct in the wild. And uh, we wonder whether there are other factors just purely than the trapping, although the trapping we suspect was the major cause of this. What have been some of the broader ecological impacts of the songbird grasses? Um, it's perhaps hard to measure that, um, but certainly as elements within the the um, biodiversity within habitats, um, to lose elements like songbirds from it, um, one suspects has some effect on the whole dynamics of, of the habitats um, and certainly from a point of view of um, the lack of singing within the forests or, or the or the, the more open areas the savannas um, where whatever the habitat is the 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 the, the, the lack of, of song from that um, there's certain elements perhaps from from the point of view of um, a seed dispersal and pollination and all those sort of um, things that are the songbirds may help contribute to. Um, and also just the very fact that um, they would possibly be predating quite a large proportion of the sort of invertebrate fauna from, from the areas, which might have some effect. But uh, um, mainly it's the, it's the loss of the, of the songbirds from the habitat um, that, that's the issue at stake here. Now let's talk about the Asian Songbird Trade Specialist Group uh, that you've seen with Chiara Chera. So how did this specialist group come into being and what are the aims of this group? Right. It, it came into being as a result of a, a songbird summit um, or songbird crisis summit, um, which was held in Singapore in 2015, um, which was really born out of the coming together of concern there was within a group within the European Association of Susan Aquaria, um, which at the time was the um, Asian, um, what were we then? We've changed our names several times. Um, it was the the, uh, the Threatened Asian Songbird Working Group of, of IASA, um, which was looking at some of the species that was kept were kept in European zoos, particularly the Bali Minor, but also um, Blue Crown Laughing Thrush from China, and emerging ones like the Javan Green Magpie and Blackwing Miner. Um, and the uh, what the Wildlife Reserves Singapore, which is now Mandai Nature, um, both thinking along the lines that um, this was a big problem, um, why it was called the Songbird Crisis Summit, which brought together um, a number of experts and, and interested parties within the uh, concern for the songbirds 
Um, and one of the recommendations, recommendations coming from that summit was that uh, it would be very helpful to have an IUCN SSC specialist group purely denote, um, um, purely targeted at um, trying to address the, the this uh, the, this what was now realised to be a really grave situation for a number of songbird species within within Asia. What is the specialist group doing to tackle the trade specifically, and what have been some challenges in doing so? Right, um, the um, one of the um, outcomes and recommendations of that first meeting, the, the uh, Songbird Crisis Summit, uh, was to define five areas of particular need within 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 the uh, way of tackling it. Um, so those five um, needs and, and areas of specialization are um, field research, uh, genetic research, uh, trade and ledger le trade and legislation um, dynamics and, and investigation. Um, community engagement and education particularly important and also conservation breeding and reintroduction and so they're the, the five main themes which the uh specialist group um operates under um and the particular challenge is that it's um it's a very um popular uh, uh culturally and uh, within number of Asian countries um the um it supports a number of livelihoods um and um it's difficult to uh, to control um and it was also perhaps a, an issue that out there that wasn't well understood um particularly perhaps it isn't still particularly well understood so um it's a, it's a very challenging one to get around there's no simple solutions to to it the specialist group is also involved in conservation breeding of the songbirds and their reintroduction so what role does conservation breeding have in conservation and how effective have has the project been for songbirds yeah um it was recognized early on and uh, in that some of these species were so rare and the, there was no um, immediate solution to, to their, their decline and their, their endangered status that um, it was very wise in a precautionary way to bring some of the species some of the species into into captivity for conservation breeding um, just to safeguard their very survival um, and have a population that could eventually, when the conditions were right, um, be reintroduced into the wild. Um, and I can't now quite remember how many of the uh, currently um, 43 taxa of particular concern, but a number of those um, have been designated as in requiring conservation breeding programs, things like Java and green magpie, um, black-winged starling, Java and pied starling, um, Rufus fronted laughing thrush in particular, um, and various, um, in particular, um, two breeding centres within Java are, are the centre of, the, of these conservation breeding efforts. The special group is also involved in the genetic research of songbirds. 
can you elaborate a bit on the work being done by the specialist group? Yeah, um, much of the genetic work of the specialist group is um, based around a laboratory in or, uh, the University of Singapore, um, overseen by a gentleman called Frank Reint, um, who is also leads our, our genetics group within within the specialist group um and um the value of the genetic works is is on on two fronts i suppose in particular um to focus on is one is uh, the um resolution of the taxonomy of species um as we as the group has advanced um and and looking at things a number of species or subspecies that were at the time have been um through genetic work determined that they're sufficiently distinct to be species in their own right um and the other um aspect is um looking at the genetic variability within populations particularly within the within the conservation breeding programs um the um question of, of the taxonomy, uh, which is largely helped by the genetics, but not purely so, um, is is an important one um, because we really don't want to under overlook any taxa that that uh, that should be conserved. Uh, and so, it's also led within the uh, group to uh, now not have a list of species, but a list of taxa. And some of these are um, subspecies which we feel are particularly worthy or important to conserve. And uh, a number of these actually have um, proven to be sufficiently distinct to be good species. And, 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 um, and this is perhaps of particular importance when we're looking at the IUCN red list, which for birds only addresses red list status for, for uh, birds which are or, uh, designated as 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 species and, and doesn't go down to the subspecies level. Um, so the, the genetic research is very, very important to us. What do you think is the way forward for songbird conservation in the near future? And have the conservation measures had any success so far? Um, it's difficult to say. I mean, the group, I would say, with the crisis summit was only held in 2015. The specialist group was approved in uh, 2017. Um, and it's a big complex question to address um, in a very quick way, although it's a very urgent urgent um, in, in for a number of species. Um, the the so the uh, some of the uh, conservation breeding programs are really taking off, and, and birds are being brought in to to found those. Um, there's a lot of research going on, and research is very important for us to get a clearer understanding. Uh, of, the, of the problems involved and how to tackle them um, from a point of view of of just the species abundance in the in 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 in, in the wild um, but also research into what are the real drivers for the for the for the um, songbird um, crisis and and which, where where measures should be targeted um, as I said just said with the genetic research going on that's very helpful um and and looking at um community engagement is particularly important um and education um and so on a number of these fronts um the, the specialist group is doing what it can to assist 
it's not purely down to the specialist group it's it's encouraging others to to become involved and uh, just generally drawing attention to 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 the issue which was um i think for many or for a long time went under the radar and wasn't realized as a, as, a, as the problem it really is um so yeah on a, on a number of fronts and i think there are two fronts really to to work on one is the very acute problem of species becoming so rare that they're in danger of becoming extinct and then the longer term solutions to bring in a reduction in the trade to make it if it continues to make it sustainable um and so that uh, uh, and also to um find secure areas uh, where songbirds still exist and they can be protected adequately so my final question for you today is that how can individuals help contribute to the songbird crisis um i think um there's a number of ways obviously a lot of this and it's not purely down to funds but um a lot of um the work that needs to be done requires funding so um um and projects um are there to be funded um but just also just becoming more aware of the problem um and i think in the countries where um it's the trapping and the in within asia where where it goes on just uh generally becoming more aware of the question becoming more appreciative of songbirds in the wild rather than just in cages um and um and engaging with um if you like citizen science for one thing um we um or, or the the specialist group working with uh, colleagues in country had a um uh, a big bird month um in 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 java and bali where uh, ordinary um people went out and just recorded what birds they, they saw um so I, I think and a general understanding of the threat to some of these songbirds um it's not so um clear quite what uh, citizens within Europe, for example, can do to help um, apart from, I think, general awareness is useful, but also um, uh, some of these birds are still being traded internationally and to uh, be aware of the international trade and to encourage um governments around the world to uh to uh support legislation to to control the, the international trade of um of um in, endangered species and, and realizing that songbirds are amongst those those um I, I think the whole question is really um one of the biggest issues there is today for uh or one of the big issues there is for for wildlife conservation around the world, and that is uh, over exploitation of wild populations. Um, and, and this is a particularly acute case of of over exploitation of of, of um, songbirds by the removal from the wild. So thank you so much for your time. It is a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. It's been a, a great, I and mean, I'm always uh, very happy and pleased to uh, spread the word about the songbird crisis and. Uh, and uh, yeah, just encourage everybody to become more aware of it, and uh, and uh, and and do what 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 uh, what can be done to uh, to uh, to bring about the um, uh, the um, a better situation for songbirds. And um, it's uh, I think uh, and 
a conservation issue that that is um we can find solutions to and and we should be optimistic about um um um, um making um uh, the, the uh, a, it's a safer place for a number of songbird species in Asia.